defenders. They have failed a hundred thousand worlds. They always fail. I have come to enlighten you to the great darkness. I will bathe in your fear. Come book bullies with Nurse New Bully, me host Leroy, aka Dead in the Middle of Little Italy. Little did we know they were riddle to middle men who didn't do diddly with my co-host. Uh yeah, so you, you, you lied. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to see if you got it right. <laughs> did did I? Did, you people did. gonna play you it back. Please, people gonna play it back to see if I got yeah, it right. <laughs> that is very I'm no, I'll give it to I, that's hard to say. <laughs> I can't even say that shit. Slow. <laughs> people are gonna rewind and see if I got that right, but yeah, I got that yeah. right. So yeah, we're right, back yeah, with yeah, the episode. So, yeah, Eli, aka Deep Cover. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> For people that get, get the reference. So, yeah, we're back with the episode. And, yeah, just want to let everybody know that I got some bad news for you because this particular episode is going to be heavily comic centric. So, I've checked the analytics, and I know anytime we start going on comics, they're like, yep, time to check it out. They're not talking about the MCU, they're not talking about, uh, HBO shit, time to check the fuck out. So, no, we're going to just start off with comics. We might dip into some shit you might care about. We're going to go right back into comics again, you know, uh, because some some shit happened that we need to talk about. And yeah. the shit we need to talk about is, first and foremost, rest in peace to Neil Adams. Now, I know a lot of people going to be like, okay, who is Neil Adams? Okay. You may not know who Neil Adams. I know a lot of people that listen to podcasts don't know who Neil Adams is. However, I think we need to address it because, yes, I know a lot of people, they only know one comic creator, and that was Stan Lee. That's it. As far as Stan Lee, they don't know anybody else. They don't know even the big guys like Jim Lee or Todd McFarlane or Rob Lightfield, you know, stuff that, you know, you and I, Eli, know like the back of our hand, but people don't know those folks. So, of course, they won't know who Neil Adams is because if you don't know Jim Lee, of course you don't know Neil Adams because Neil Adams is your favorite artist, favorite artist. He's done so much stuff. We're gonna just start from there from the beginning. Uh, first, like I said, he started. He actually started off with uh, like Archie comics, writing Archie, uh, drawing Archie comics, stuff like that. Then he moved over to Marvel. Did like some of the early X Men stuff nobody ever read. But when he jumped over to DC, that's when he started really taking off. Now the thing is, he is the guy. The guy when he did his Batman run, he is the guy because before he got the Batman, Batman was like in the nineteen sixties doing the TV shows like that. That's what Batman looked like. That's how Batman was being drawn. You're like, okay, cool. The moment he came on to do Batman, boom, this is what you got. It was the instant change of what Batman is. So this is what Batman looked like like in the late 70s. And it was the, okay, he taught you how to draw Batman. Early 70s, yeah. Like Like the early 70s, like 72. Before I was born, yeah. Yeah, like this is early 70s. So he taught the artist how to draw Batman. Even in modern day time, Batman really hasn't changed that much. He like basic, so what did yeah yeah mm-hmm. he basically invented the modern batman or modern comics 
modern, modern com- yeah. comics, comic art. It was him. Right, you know? because they went from the old style. This is like grounded, more realistic, you know, more yeah. dirtier. That's what people were looking for, and they, they've seen it before. So, okay, this is what we're doing. This is a status quo going on from then forward. So, Because even like, you know, yeah. Kirby, you know, great. All the, you know, the shit that Marvel was doing was awesome, but it was still very comic book, cartoony oriented. Mm-hmm. Whereas Neil Adams, he came from advertising. He was working in magazines and writing ads and like like trying to hook your attention. So he had to draw very realistic. He had a very photorealistic style and how to draw your attention because they were ads. They were trying to sell shit. Well, how do you get the viewer's attention? You, you, you experiment with, with, with different angles and different compositions. And he brought that to comics. He basically brought advertising and commercialism uh, to comics. You know, and it changed. Yeah. Yeah. The covers, his covers, his experimentation with paneling and layouts. That was him. He basically, you know, invented modern comics. Yeah, just his storytelling with his yeah. panels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and with, let's just run by some characters. Like I said, he did some awesome stories. But let's just run by some characters he created. Like I said, he created Dead Man. Of course, you don't know who Dead Man is. If DC could ever get Justice League dark off the ground, you know who he is. But of course, Justice, uh, DC is going to DC, you know. Uh, he also created <laughs> Ra's al Ghul. Him and you Denny know, O'Neill, yeah. Him and Denny O'Neill. Like, we yeah. talked about Denny O'Neill actually earlier, either this year or last year. It was recently, they were pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. recently. Like, it, it's funny that they, they kind of passed almost, like, close together because they were kind of like a one-two punch. Denny O'Neill wrote it. Neil Adams drew it. So, like mm-hmm. I said, created uh, Neil, uh, Ra's al Ghul, created Talia al Ghul, you know, Batman's future baby mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they said the reference, for, I, I don't have the picture in front of me, but I get they referenced Tiger Ghoul after a Bond girl at the time. The one from uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. The one oh, in the helicopter and shit. Is it Jane Not Seymour? Not Jane Seymour. No, she the was in a, The, the in Assassin. Live and yeah. Let Die. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so she was like an assassin like that. But anyway, they modeled Tiger Ghoul after her. Like, you see the photo of her, and Ty, they, like, look identical, you know. And that's what, uh, they, were, yeah. that's what they were doing to Batman. Because, like like you were saying, before... They, Danny O'Neill and Neil Adams came along. Batman was very campy. They the 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 '66 show was popular. You know, Batman was kind of goofy and and kind of a parody, and um, they wanted to bring back you know a sense of like adventure. So they were inspired by James Bond movies. You know, that's right. why Ghoul was a Bond villain. That's Ghoul was. was a Bond villain. Batman started yeah. globe trotting around the world, fighting different villains like. His his rogues gallery were they weren't really doing anything with the rogues gallery at the time. So Batman, that's why they started you know coming up with Ra's al Ghul and all these other villains and globe trotting around and making Batman this international man of mystery, so to speak. You know, and yeah, because awesome. Denny, yeah, they they brought like a realism back to Batman because Denny O'Neill at the time was like wasn't he like a newspaper right? He he had a second job as as a reporter, or a journalist. In right, because 19- no comic writer at the time wanted to admit they were comic writers. Yeah, and, and this was 1970s New York City. So he was covering all the fucked up news at the time in New York. So then he brought that to Batman. So that's why those stories got all of a sudden a little bit more realistic and grittier than the campy space adventures yeah. with the brave and the bold and all that goofy yeah. shit. Like if you Batman read those doing. stories, some of them he wasn't even fighting Superman. He felt like gangsters, like real mobsters and stuff like that, yeah. you know. And that was the whole story. But it was interesting, you know. Yeah. Uh, also, he also created, co-created John Stewart. 
you know, <laughs> that was also from the whole Green Lantern, Green Arrow run. You know, it came from that. Uh, let me see. We also and created they brought that. Yeah, yeah. And the whole the heroes, um, hard traveling heroes. Again, Danny O'Neill, Neil Adams. They brought that realism to those stories. Which to... what well, we come. I was going to get to that where we yeah. got Speedy that uh, came out as a drug addict, you know, at the time, like people want to say, oh, comics just became woke. This is in the 70s. Yeah. A superhero was a drug addict, you know, and then they paid attention to it. So comics have always been woke. It's not a new thing. And so, they were, yeah. you had these two superheroes sort of going around, traveling around America, you know, and, and be- dealing with all these societal problems at the time. And he took two different viewpoints. You had Green Lantern, who represent like a conservative, and then mm-hmm. Green Arrow was the more liberal kind of liberal point of view. So these mm-hmm. two opposing views dealing with these societal issues at the time. And yeah, this was before I was born. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So this whole right and left thing, this isn't something new. I mean, no. this is this has been going on forever. You know? Yeah. So yeah, comics are always political. <laughs> <laughs> Not a new thing. You know, yeah. uh, what else we got here? We also have, okay, so those are just some, a sample of the characters he invented. I'm trying, did we get Man Bat? We got Man Bat. Okay, so not only that, when we just talked about how they tried to get away from the old campy Batman villains and try to do realistic stuff like that, but here's the thing, they actually brought back some of the Batman villains that they actually took away from it. For instance, like Two-Face, Two-Face was like dead in the comics. They didn't even yeah. use them. They, for, they forgot about them. So Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill brought him back and made him scarier where all those tropes you know of Harvey Dent, it was here. They were like, oh, that's it. And another thing that everybody should know about, they brought back the Joker. Yeah. Now, the thing about the Joker is that uh, the comics were so hard, you know, they were trying to be so goofy and campy at the time that Joker was just, you know, committing pranks and gags on people, stuff like that. In this one, they brought him back as a mass murderer. He was killing people, and Batman had to stop him as a serial killer. They wasn't doing Joker like that at the time. Yeah, so, so people want to give credit. Yeah, him and mm-hmm. you know Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill invented the modern Joker. They invented the modern Batman and the modern Joker. They did both of them. So, yeah. like I said, and Two Face and Two Face. They made Two Face more grotesque. Yeah, yeah his face yeah. got a lot more grotesque when when Neil Adams drew him. Yeah, and that, like I said, it's a sample of the stuff he did. We're not even going to go into deep into all the stuff he did. He also, in probably his greatest work, also uh, did Superman <laughs> versus Muhammad Ali. Yes, this is a real comic. It really happened. We didn't make this up. It's not some some internet meme. And if you want to know who won, there's your answer. Yeah. So, yeah. Because <laughs> they fought on a red sun or something. They fought on a yeah, planet they fought a red... on a red sun, so Superman wasn't super. So he got his right, ass so... Right, so they were uh, mono e mono, and yeah, Mahali kicked his ass. So yeah, that was it. What's with that. funny about that cover? I guess that cover—it's all a bunch of celebrities in the audiences. If you go mm-hmm. back to that cover, um, all these actors, and you know, there's like Donnie and Marie, and the guys from Welcome Back, Cotter. These are old '70s celebrities that nobody, came that nobody to knows. the Red Planet, also, right? Yeah, yeah, but like, I guess Kelly Savalas was supposed to be on there, and he turned him into Lex Luthor. Because <laughs> Kelly Savalas didn't give the okay. Neither did John Wayne, that prick. Fuck John Wayne. So, like, he drew John Wayne, but John Wayne didn't want to be on the cover. So then he drew a mustache to change to, <laughs> to make it was John Wayne. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the thing. So, if, if we just stopped there, that would be enough. And Neil oh, yeah. Adams would be immortalized. But wait, there's more. 
okay, so all the stuff he did, this is in the comics. Let's talk about stuff he did outside of the comics. So not only did he, okay, let's talk about Superman for a second. Everybody knows who Superman is. So the writers, Jerry Siegel and Joe Suster are the guys that created Superman. Back in the 40s or 50s, whatever like that, when they, uh, they asked, or the 30s, they sold the rights to DC for, to Superman for $130. They sold Superman for $130. Work for so, hire. Work for hire. That's what it's $130. Think about that now. That's that's not even money even back then. You know, so, uh, DC has probably made either millions or billions off Superman. And it got to the point that they didn't even open up the books for Siegel and Schuster. Siegel and Schuster had no idea how much money Superman was making for DC because they didn't see a dime of it. You know, mm-hmm. so what Neil Adams did, Neil Adams actually stepped in, helped them with their legal case to take DC to court. Yeah. And they won and they won the case. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so what happened, when the first yeah. movie came out. I mean, this was 78. When did that first Superman come out? Yeah, like, and they're like, and Neil, like that, yeah. Yeah, Neil Adams was like, wait a second. DC is making a movie. Warner Brothers is making a movie, a Superman movie. And Schuster and Siegel are basically broke living in shitty apartments. Like, what the fuck? Right. You know, and that's conditions, how, that, all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's he got them paid. And again, that comes from he, he came from advertising. He came from commercials. And he's like, once he came to comics, he's like, wait a second. Comic artists don't get royalties. What the fuck? You know? Right. So he, he, he ended up changing the comic business, too. Like yeah, artists time, deserve royalties, yeah. Right, because at the time, Superman didn't even have, like, the writer's names on it. Like, anytime you see a Superman show or TV show, you'll see created by Siegel and Schuster. Before yeah. Neil Adams, that didn't happen. It was just Superman. So when they put their names on the on the characters, that means now they get title credit. They get credit for the show also, which means that's how they get royalties. That's how they get paid. Yeah. So even their family's getting paid now. I think it's like 30000 a year or some shit like that. It's, it's still not a lot. Yeah. It's still pennies compared to what com- DC and Warner Brothers made off Superman. Exactly. All the still making all Superman. Oh, yeah. TV shows and t-shirts and shit like that. So their families are still getting paid from it, you know, and every now and then the fans be like, no, nah, we're, we're coming up for the whole thing, you know, and they yeah. throw some more money on them, stuff like that. But before Neil Adams, they got nothing. So all the stuff Neil Adams did just drawing wise, and then, and like I said, we're we talking about John Stewart now. John Stewart's one of the first black superheroes in DC, like period. Nubia beat him by like a year or so like that, but still, you know, and he, and he actually wanted, was modeled. Yeah. And he wanted to make him like not a gangster or not a criminal. Right, because they, they, they were making the first black superhero, they're like, should we call him Ladarius something? What, L- no, Link, Lincoln Washington. <laughs> right, or some shit like that. They're like, no, yeah. just call him John Stewart. Just just give a simple ass name. If, That's it. If you ever like heard Neil Adams speak, he's very he's a he's an East Coast guy. He he talks shit. He's very mm-hmm. candid. He's very <laughs> he 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 he's got a big mouth. And he ain't he's like like I said, an East Coast guy who ain't you know ain't gonna be polite. He he'll tell it like it is. And I remember like because I remember he did podcasts with the uh, Kevin Smith's podcast back before when he was just doing podcasts and not on YouTube and shit. And he had Neil Adams on his podcast a few times. And he told that story of when he created Jon Stewart. And um, he's like, I don't want him to be a criminal. I don't want him to be a pimp. I want him to be like a normal guy, you know? And then he got the, you know, him and Denny O'Neill came up, came up with the story. He gets the script from Denny O'Neill and his name is Lincoln Washington. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he goes, right. he's like, what the fuck is this shit? 
And Danny O'Neill's like, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was the publisher. So he goes to the publisher, like, what the fuck? We're not calling this the first black superhero after a slave or a slave. <laughs> right. But just give him a normal name. And he's like, well, go ahead. Give him a normal name. And he's just like, uh, John Stewart. I just came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> just pull that name out of his ass and just like john stewart i like he doesn't <laughs> yeah so yeah it's just oh. funny you know so yeah so yeah rest in peace to neil adams so hopefully you didn't know who neil adams was we gave you ample detail about who neil adams is and you know you'll go from there so yeah uh and he did peace. cons yeah. like i've seen him like most of the cons i went to he was there he yeah, you a took little... a picture of him. Yeah, I thought oh, you yeah, yeah. that picture. You could have shown me. I, I should have. <laughs> he he was a little spendy to meet. I never. I, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass. I never actually got to meet him. But that's because he had his entourage. You know, just to talk to him, you had to like fork over your money. You know, <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I want to. I'm not going to apologize. But remember, we did that episode where you know they got on me because I talked shit about Neil Adams at the time when I met him. <laughs> so it you did was... meet him. Yeah, remember we talked about that. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and the comic comic cast was like, "Oh, Leroy, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like that. You don't talk about Neil Adams that way." You know, and I, I was like, you know, but at the same time, it was it was a bit, it was a gag. He was an asshole at the time, but still, <laughs> it was it was just a gag. I, I didn't get a chance to meet. Him. Like I said, he was expensive to meet, also just to even yeah. approach him. So yes, yeah, so just to, just to get there, you have to talk to his like greeter and okay, what do you want? And then you pay up front what. What, what you want, what's your autograph, you get to get to his prints and, you know, but yeah, he was a little spendy and, you know, I, I sometimes I just can't float. I mean, cons are expensive, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? everybody has their hands out and they're trying to get paid. You know, you can't yeah, knock for that. Yeah, but yeah. You know, he deserves it. He deserves all the kudos, you know, but yeah, I, 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 I regret not, not getting him something signed from him, you know, all the times that I did see him, you know, but I just want to like, like Pete Davidson or Pete Davidson. <laughs> The hell, man! Peter David, Kar- Jesus Christ! I'm gonna say, you watching Kardashians before you counted the podcast or something? Peter David, like I walked by his booth, he's just chilling, eating a donut and a coffee and shit. Hey, dude, what is that? <laughs> 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 you know? But yeah, but no, no one's who Peter David is anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Neil Adams is basically a legend. You know, he changed everything. I mean, shit. You know. Like you I mean, wouldn't have yeah. modern day Batman without him. Yeah. Period. His, yeah. He basically defined Batman for everybody. Like I remember because I was a kid in the late 70s and I used to watch the 66 show on TV. That was and the Super Friends was on. I was playing with Migos. And yeah, Batman was a little fluffy and goofy and campy and shit. You know, kind of a mockery of what he used to be. And then, you know, you see when I realized, oh, Batman is a comic book character, and then you see the comics. And he's got this big billowing cape. It's all like fanned out. And he looks spooky and creepy and kind of bad doing these poses and shit that you never seen him do in like the, you know, the super friends. You're like, holy shit. (laughs) And then you find out, you know, it was Neil Adams that started that, you know. Yeah. Like I said, he walked and then Frank Miller took it and just ran with it. And yeah, that's what you got. So, yeah. Yeah. So we got one. We finally got one. What do we got? Oh, need some more. Fuentes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> I know. I appreciate you for checking out outright geekery, but yeah, we don't do the wing wing clips. <laughs> is he? For, is he from uh, Facebook? Yeah, because la- was it a couple weeks ago? There's a bunch of people commenting on Facebook, 
And I didn't see any of the comments till after the show. It was really weird. There, there's a reason I meant to tell you about that. I'll tell you about that after the show. I don't oh, okay. want to put our, our business out there. There's a reason. There's a reason. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Some, some business. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's go to the next part of the podcast. Uh, we could talk. I just want to just briefly talk about Dr. Strange. Like I said, Dr. Strange comes out in what, a week, a couple days from now. Oh, uh, man, and man. I do want to say one thing. Stop spoiling the damn movie. That's all I'm going to say. I know there are like tons of clips outside right now. And you're watching. Oh, yeah. You got a clip that Goku shows up and Luke Skywalker shows up. I don't want to know. If you know, just keep it to yourself and just be like, okay, I'll just wait for the movie to come out. But until then, man, don't be just spoiling the movie left and right. Uh, watch for the Philippines. Shout out to the Philippines. Thank you. Uh, Kim Evan Timmo Munez. I hope I said that right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. So if you know something that's gonna happen in Doctor Strange, don't spoil it. Just wait for the movie to come out and then go from there. But you don't have to show every single clip and all these news sites doing it because I know you want the clickbait stuff like that. But you don't have to do it. Shout out to Ira Geekery, <laughs> but still, <laughs> <laughs> I think we can move on past that. Uh, yeah, let's talk about. Okay, we'll talk about the CW. I think no one else cares about this but me. But I'm gonna talk about it anyway because it was I saw it coming. And it finally happened. Like I said, we uh, all the shows got renewed except for The Batwoman. I don't know why I keep saying The, but it's still. Batwoman the Legends Tomorrow. They didn't get renewed, so I was like, it's only a matter of time before, you know, CW, you know, uh, throws the axe, and boom, there it is. So, yeah, so Batwoman is canceled. And I don't think anybody gives a shit that Batwoman is canceled. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, it looks like some cosplay and shit anyway. Somebody really cares. But let's see. Oh, and I do want to give the Batwoman credit. I keep saying the Batwoman. <laughs> the Batwoman credit for having the shittiest joke, live action joker ever. Her brother? So I think we were a little bit too hard. We judged Jared Leto a little bit too harshly uh, because they had the, another level you can go to worse than him. So Is Arkham Asylum like a movie theater? I just saw the marquee back <laughs> Was it? I don't think I even noticed that. <laughs> Oh, oh no, no, he's out of Arkham Asylum. He was like freeing Arkham inmates for no reason whatsoever to just attack the man. He's got like a movie theater marquee. Is Arkham? Yeah, it's just yes, Arkham Asylum is there, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's my thing. But my thing about the Batwoman is that I think a little uh, too many people a little bit too happy, and you know who they are—the the same people that were making Captain Marvel and Brie Larson videos a year after they were made. You know, all of a sudden Batwoman got canceled, and they're like and dancing the street. We did it. You won. What the fuck? You? What did you win? You know, it's just just a shitty show that lost. So you don't have to. Apparently, uh, we're too sensitive that we can't handle lesbian superheroes on TV. Oh, clutch my pearls. You know, like it's it's not that bad, man. It's okay. The reason the show got canceled not because it's woke. It's because it was a shitty show. That's all. <laughs> just a second to be done with that. You know, and I watched every episode. Now I'm I don't I'm not gonna you know shit a tear for Batwoman at all. But it didn't need to be a show. But my thing is this whole wokeness, this woke thing right here. Woke used to mean you was aware of things or you were socially conscious of things like that. Somehow it got hijacked and culturally appropriated, that whole term about it. So now woke is just a dog whistle for certain people, for you know it's who. A, it's a trigger word, yeah. It's a trigger <laughs> word. So, yeah, the people that climb the Capitol, you know, it's a word for them, you know. So, yeah, so my thing is... I don't know what my thing is. My thing is don't get too excited for shit like this. Just it's a show that ended. Just be done with it. You don't have to throw this or that in there because we understand what the dog whistle of woke is. 
we understand that any show that doesn't have a straight white male as the lead yeah. is well, it's the woke. That's what it is. Well, we well, know yeah, what we know what it means. And I'm pretty sure it's because it, the reason why it was canceled wasn't because of the woke shit. It was probably because right. Arkham Asylum was a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and the shittiest joke like, ever. I don't care like how that. <laughs> I don't care how woke it is. This just sucks. This is it. I don't care about the, the politics of this shit. This that, watch that's, this shit, the, like, that's the Joker, right? That's the Joker on this show. It's her brother, her brother, long lost brother, some shit like that. He comes back and he's terrible. Oh my god, he's terrible. It's almost his, worse to watch his beard just to see cut, how bad he is. His beard is shaved into a smile like that. That that that's. That that was the thing of being clever. Did it? Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> it looks that. like but it. Yeah, like the, it looks like it. Like that's I the guess. Joker. You know. Yeah. Where's it's this it's, up smile. I'll be honest. Like, it's almost worth watching because he's so bad. Because it's so they're like, damn, this is really the worst Joker ever. You know. <laughs> nobody watched it. That's another thing. Nobody watched it. It doesn't matter how woke it is, politics it is. If the ratings suck, they cancel this show. That's how every show that has ever been made gets canceled. Nobody watches it. And I think they tried to go woke was to try to keep people to watch it. Right. <laughs> and then they said, like, oh, we shit, already no got a lesbian this. superhero. Let's make this lesbian superhero black. Let's really piss people off. <laughs> oh, they just lost their minds then. Like, we already hated the show to begin with. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think the only people that watched the show was them. I think that was it. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, now, this is the show that I got upset about. This is the show that hurt me that was near to my heart. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow got hurt. Now, I know nobody watched this show either. Eli, I'm going to make a confession. It was my favorite Arrowverse show, period. Well, God bless you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it was a fun show because the thing was after like season two or season three, they forgot there was a uh, superhero show. It just like did whatever the hell they wanted to. And it was fun. It was just fun watching just do shit, just hijinks. And every now and then, you know, when it's crossover time or season finale time, they might dress up in their superhero suits, you know, to remind people that they are superheroes, you know. But it was just fun to watch them just come up with the craziest shit ever, you know. Like, what other show can they give you where a giant teddy bear fights a demon? Yeah, I, I, uh, I started out. I watched the first few seasons and then stopped. Yeah. Like all those, all those uh, shows. I, I, you know, I was a big fan of The Flash and Arrow, and never finished those either. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. But the thing was, legends kept being fun. It kept getting funner, wackier, all this shit like that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I think WandaVision stole their premise from Legends Tomorrow. Well, oh, there was yeah. a whole like two episode season where the legends got kidnapped, the the some demon trapped them in, in a bunch of TV shows like Star Trek and Friends and Magnum PI shit like that, and they had to like figure out they was in a TV show to get out. And then a yeah. year or two later, WandaVision. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> okay, I see what you're doing. Uh, Legend was all season two and great, but did it just fills it out now? I'll be honest with you, like I said, I like Legends up until like about season five, about like the last two seasons, season six, season seven. Yeah, they ran out of steam by then. They kind of you can tell they ran out of ideas, they didn't know what the hell to do anymore, you know. Uh, like they, they just did wow, shit, man. Like George Lucas, man, like the Legion of Doom wanted to kill George Lucas because they hated the prequels. You know, so the legends had to go back in time to like save George Lucas, you know, to, to finish the Star Wars movies. Or the time Gorilla Grodd wanted to kill Barack Obama. It was some shit like just stupid <laughs> shit, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else we got? But that's all we got. I, I'm gonna miss legends. Nobody will shed a tear for Batwoman. Fuck Batwoman. You know, it was just a show. Uh, and I do understand Batwoman and Batgirl are two different things, people. Stop getting confused. Yes, I understand they were both white women that got changed into black women. Still, 
okay uh another uh, okay let's do another hot topic let's do another one where is it i put it somewhere i didn't put it anywhere anyway we'll just talk about it okay so like i said for those who don't know what holiday is coming up this month in a couple days not cinco de mayo oh well damn it yeah <laughs> uh but you can still get drunk that day the holiday that is coming up is may the 4th oh yeah so may oh, the 4th yeah. be with you yeah so it's a thing it's a thing people uh celebrate now i understand star wars fans have a thing and i understand that nobody hates star wars worse than star wars fans but for at least one day can we all hold hands kumbaya come together as one stop the violence you know no peace can we do that just for one day you know just enjoy <laughs> not, all of star wars not if you like the ray and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> free comic day is that a thing I feel like we should know that, Eli. But I, I heard it's coming that. back. I heard it's going to be at a comic. They're going to be at comic stores this year. Oh, oh because right comic here. stores actually open now. Now that we're out of sort of semi out of a pandemic, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my thing. So, like I said, Star Wars Day is coming. Normally, I usually like binge watch all the Star Wars stuff like that. But people have been pissing me off just even mentioning Star Wars so much. I'm scared to even do it or even mention it. But I think I'll do it. I think I'll bring it back. You know. Yeah. Uh, after, I would after, even stream after, them, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. After Boba Fett, I'm burned out. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, just, like I said, Eli, for one day, for one day, we're gonna enjoy everything Star Wars is, and May the fifth, we go back to what we're doing before, hating Star Wars, even though yeah. we love Star Wars. <laughs> I'll probably throw on, yeah, I'll probably throw on the OG trilogy, like I always yeah. do. You know? Yeah, throw on your favorite now, shit. We all can pick. We all got our favorite shit. Like that shit, you know. Right. And talk about your favorite shit. Yeah. Then the next day, hate on again. But yeah, just for one day, all Star Wars fans just like Star Wars. That's all. Now, Eli, there is one thing that I had my eye on that I'm thinking that I might do, but I don't know if I want to do it or not. Anybody listening? Have Lego you Star Wars? played oh! Lego Star Wars? <laughs> yes. I've been thinking about it, Eli. I don't know. I might want to play. I want to pick it up because it's they're saying because I didn't give a shit about Lego Star Wars until they said it's all of the Star Wars movies in one game. Like you, okay. you play yeah. the entire saga. I'm like, well, I might want to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've been that. thinking about picking up. I've played some of the Lego games. I play Lego Batman. I play Lego Star Wars. They're fun. Yeah. So, so I'm I just thinking. About, it's I like, about getting, yeah. you know, just you know, not for sixty dollars. Not for sixty dollars. Yeah. Not It'll for sixty dollars. A year or two before I do get it. <laughs> right. We got to come down on the price a little bit now. Make catch the sale. Oh, yeah. oh, here we go. Okay. Now you triggered Eli. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a quick sip before you, before you lay into it. Okay. Well, what yeah. you got for me, Eli? Oh, I know you Obi- want- Obi-Wan is on me. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I actually am excited for the show. Um, you know, but like, you know, Star Wars shit. I, you know, we got some issues. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I had a thing about, you know, I, I think it'd be cool. They say Vader, Anakin's coming back, or Vader's coming back. Um, I don't know about the duel. They say there's going to be another duel. I don't think that's necessary because then that kind of undermines the other duels. The, the original trilogy, right. The original trilogy. They pretty you know much I mean? mentioned that the last time we met, it was at this time. Now we're doing this. Now that, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the other time we met. Like How, how many oh, times yeah. is Obi-Wan going to kick Vader's ass? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's my thing. You know, quit fucking up the original stories by just throwing crap in there. Just fuck it. I'd rather see Baby Yoda. Fuck it. <laughs> right. Have I'm, him tired, fight. I'm tired of Baby Yoda. Jesus Christ. I'm so <laughs> tired of Baby Yoda. But fuck it. Yeah. I'm sure you know. Hopefully, the show will be about Obi Wan and not half the episodes have Baby Yoda. In them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and get baby it all Yoda, out the system, baby Yoda and baby Luke. That's a- <laughs> get it all out the system because May the Fourth, no bad math of Star Wars for that one day. <laughs> yeah, three episodes of baby Luke playing with baby Yoda, <laughs> and everybody be like, "Oh, I love this show, the best show ever." <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalorian, aka the Baby Yoda show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Boba Fett, aka the Baby Yoda. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda will find a way to show up in Obi Wan also. So here yeah, we go, ba- so. baby Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, Obi Wan saved Baby Yoda. I guarantee. You. Remember that one Jedi that saved him? I guarantee you it was him. They gonna I'm find sure. a way. To, Probably. I'm yeah. pretty sure they'll find a way. All right. So that being said, let's move on to the next part of the podcast. Uh, like I said, this is the comic book bullies where we talk about comic books, and we got a shit load of comic books to come out with. That's wow. the weird thing about this podcast is that. The the podcast, the type of podcast we do, it's either nothing to talk about or it's too much shit to talk about. It's one, and this is one of those weeks where it's too much shit to, but at the same time, it's it's technically the beginning of the month. So of course, or as the end of the month, really. That's when the shit came out. So yeah. Uh for May the Fourth is gonna have a bunch of events going on. Yeah, and hopefully everybody will enjoy them. Yeah, they yeah. I, I used to go to Star Wars trivia and shit, and yeah, we used to do shit when when shit was open, you know. Not right. last couple of years, but yeah. yeah. I remember when Hayden, Hayden, they had like some Star Wars celebration. Hayden Christensen came out, and he—I think he thought that he was going to be like either Luke's warm, warm response or get booed. But when it was like a standing ovation, he was like, "What the fuck? What, y- y'all like me now? Like y'all used to hate me like ten years ago?" But yeah, that's, that's how things are. Yeah. All right. But yeah, yeah. those kids grew, that did like him grew up to hate. Ray and Poe. Right. <laughs> the circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, who, who's doing first? You, you you got more books than I do. So you, I guess you want to go oh, first. Okay. So what do you what do we do? You're doing Spider-Man, right? I'm doing Spider-Man. Okay. What should I do then? The amazing Spider-Man. Let me, go, let, 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 let me get let me get through these uh um the, the the Shadow War books. So I'll do both of them right away. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's uh, Deathstroke, Deathstroke Incorporated, 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 uh, number whatever, I don't know, and then Robin number whatever, I don't know, but these are the Shadow War tie ins, so yes, there's the event going on in the Batman uh mythos here where uh, Razo Ghoul has been murdered, presumably by Deathstroke, but Deathstroke's like, no, that wasn't me, that's an imposter, so basically. Everyone's trying to figure out who shot Ra's al Ghul. And they blew up his body. You know, they can't resurrect him in the Lazarus pit or nothing. So everybody's trying to find out who did, you know, who killed Ra's al Ghul. Um, uh, Tali al Ghul basically got every ninja on Earth to look for Deathstroke. And they're trying to find him and kill him. Batman's, you know, being a detective and he's going around detecting. And um, Deathstroke is trying to uh, clear his name. And here he is with his son, Respawn, and they go into hiding, one of his hideouts and shit, you know. So they're at the hideout, but then they get attacked um, by uh, uh, Damien and his daughter. What's his daughter's name? I forget. The little little baby 
Deathstroke. I forget her name. I'm not. Uh, 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 Rose. She yeah, got a she got a, a super villain name, but I can't. I just know Rose. I forget. Ravager. Yeah, Ravager. That's, yeah, that's her name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they come, and they and they show up, and that's basically the end of the Deathstroke book, and then it continues on in the new Robin book. So they're still at the hideout. Damien and uh, his Deathstroke's daughter's there. They start fighting. Let me get to that image. I got another image. So let's go to that. So they start fighting. Um. Damien starts fighting with uh, Deathstroke's son, you know, and they're all ninja kicking and shit. And then they figure out, oh, well, it turns out they're kind of half brothers because his mom's that, So that is Talia's son. Yeah, so that's Talia's okay. other son, and Deathstroke is his dad. And so they're like, oh, my God, you're my brother? Oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. So they have that, this, you know, <laughs> you're, we're brothers, you know. <laughs> and that Batman shows up and, like, you know, he's like, hey, we got we to, gotta, you know – he knows that Deathstroke doesn't didn't kill because uh, his body movements didn't match up yeah. or some sh- yeah. yeah all that shit. So basically, we're all going to band together and figure this out, and it's going to continue on in whatever next book, uh, you know, the death the, the Shadow War series. So yeah, this is just a little you know not much happens, just that like as far as like big drama, it was like confirming that. Deathstroke's son is Talia's son too, and him and Damien, our mom, or our brothers, they got the and same plus, mom. And plus, him and Damien know each other because they was on that uh, oh, tournament. Yeah, see, I didn't read that. I didn't read any of that shit. But yeah, they they make references to the that. Yeah, that that's where we, Respawn first showed up. It's like yeah. Respawn technically kind of trained Damien on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically, yeah. There, there's that Robin book. Everyone says it's good. I just haven't read it. But yeah, they make references to that and all. And I haven't been reading Deathstroke Inc. either. So I don't know any of all these weird ninja assassins that are, you know, got wings and shit and look like monsters and mutants <laughs> and shit. But yeah, it's still a fun story. You know, a lot of kicking ass and pretty cool action and shit. But yeah, I'm 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 I've come this far in this story. So I'm 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 gonna see it through. So four out of five. Four out of five, cool. Okay. All right, so since both of those books you did were written by Joshua Williamson, who's pretty much writing everything at DC right now, uh, we're going to stick with DC and stick with Joshua Williamson also and re- uh, review the other book that he did, which is uh, Justice League 75. This is actually the first Justice League book he's written because every other book is written by uh, Michael by Brian Michael Bendis, but his run has been wrapped up, and it's actually the final issue of this book. So, and what happens in this book? He kills the Justice League. They're dead. So, yeah, it all happens in this book. It just, it's like Hence a one the title. Story. Hence the title. Yeah, so it's like, it's exactly what it says it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so trying to see where are we right now. Yeah. So the book is called, and the funny thing about it, the death of the Justice League is Justice League 75, just like Superman 75 back in the 90s was the death of Superman. Interesting tidbit. So let's get to, oh, and just let you know, one Just League member does survive. I'll let you guess who it is. Batman. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's go. Let's start with the book. Okay. All right. So the book starts off with the Just League doing their thing. We go to Earth Zero. Earth Zero is our Just League. Like I said, it's 52 universes, but Earth Zero is the one we need to be concerned about. Uh, Black Adam gets gets kidnapped, he disappears out of nowhere. All the other Just League members get kicked out of nowhere. They're like, oh, where are we going? They get disappeared. Where do they go? They go 
to the Hall of Heroes. Uh, yeah, they go to the Hall of Heroes, where they go to the headquarters of the Justice League Incarnate. Now, I do want to let you know about this story, that this is heavy, heavy DC multiverse crisis shit. So you don't know your Captain Carrots from your Chinese Flash? You might be a little confused, you know. So, yeah, so that's where they are right now. So they are in the, the Hall of the Just League Incarnate, who are the multiverse Just League. So they're like the, the big boy Justice League team, you know. Um, and that's where you meet Superman and President Superman and Dr. Multiverse. If you don't know who President Superman is, President Superman is a Superman of Earth-23. So he's the leader of the Just League Incarnate. He outranks our Superman uh just uh earth 23 where all the black all the white superheroes are black and whatever anyway he tells him yeah superman we fucked up you're like well where's flash yeah the uh okay remember dark side the big bad used to like kick y'all ass all the time shit like that well somebody kicked his ass called the darkness and he's coming for us and he's kidnapped your flash barry allen yeah we don't know where barry allen is he's gone he's like been fucked up doing some other shit like that so this big thing called the, the Great Darkness is coming for us. I already kicked that ass one time. That's why we decided to get some help because he's trying to take over the bleed, which is the area that separates the multiverses. Like I said, this is some Grant Morrison mind fuck type shit. So just stay with me, you know. So we got Zatanna and Shazam like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and then Dr. Multiverse shows up to like, look, uh, he's coming. Oh, and they was like, yeah, it's the Spectre, he's dead. So whoever this dude is strong enough to kill the dude that's strong enough to beat Shadow Superman. So yeah, that's when the great darkness affects the Hall of Heroes. Uh, they're like, look, we need to get out of here. And Dr. Multiverse is like, don't worry, I'm going to take us to the front line of actually what the hell is going on. And they disappear and they go to some dead multiverse. And when they get there, that's when they meet Pariah. Pariah is from the old 80s crisis. He was like uh, the anti-monitor's henchman or some shit like that anyway he um, he released the great darkness and they're like okay and i'm going to destroy the entire multiverse because that's what the great darkness wants me to do and i'm going to reset everything and that's why your morals die so she he wanted to just lead to come here so he can kill him and he sends up his army of the great darkness which is these guys dark side doomsday eclipso necron the baddest of the baddest, uh, uh, Aries, the baddest of the baddest of the baddest. So, uh, Trigon, all these guys like that. So, one of these guys would take the entire Just League to take down. Pariah has assembled all of them to fight. So, that's when we get the Just League and the Just League incarnate fighting the these motherfuckers and just fight the shit out of them and they just go to war and shit like that. And they fight. And Batman is just like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to fight for the ride. I'm, I'm not fighting Doomsday, you know. So that's when uh, Superman and President Superman try to fight Darkseid. And then they realize that something isn't right here. Like Darkseid never shuts up when he fights. Why is he like not talking? You know, and and Wonder Woman's fighting Ares. You're like, okay, this ain't Ares. I, I know when I fight Ares. So they were like, okay, so something's not right here. And basically what Pariah is saying, like the uh, once he builds up enough multiversal energy, the great darkness can clone these guys and make them as powerful as they need to be. You know, uh, so yeah, so we'll pass that, and that's when they're getting the ass kicking black. I'm like, we need backup, and that's when John Stewart shows up. Me, like, you got backup. I'm bringing the guy some. So, if you haven't been reading John Stewart's Green Lantern book, in the final issue of that book, he met Jack Kirby, 
Yes, that Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby gave him God powers. So he's, yeah, that's it. Uh, and he starts beating the shit at everybody. They're like, yeah, 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 these guys can handle my light. I'm kicking the shit out of them. And that's when this shit happens. The quintessence shows up like, wait, the quintessence is dead. So that means the specter shows up. The specter now works for the bad guys. And this is the guy that can kick shot Superman. So he easily kills John Stewart. John Stewart's done. He's out of there. So that's one down. Uh, Batman goes to try to take down Pariah. Like, okay, we need to stop this now. But those shadow demons from Crisis show up and kick shot of him. And that's when Green Lantern, Green Arrow shows up. He's like, okay, stand back, Batman. I got this. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show you how it's done. Even though Doomsday is standing in front of him, so Doomsday is charging at him. Black Canary kind of like hails him back with his thing. He shoots an arrow, and it's like the perfect arrow that goes through everybody. That goes through everybody. That goes through everybody. That barely misses Pariah, but it blows up and takes Pariah out uh, with his machine out. So when he takes the machine out, all of his dark, great darkness bad guys kind of just fade away. You know, and Green Arrow's talking shit like that. See, Batman, I told you I could do what it's done now. We're going to go home and fix some chili, and it's going to be it because I'm the baddest motherfucker in the whole multiverse. Boom, Doomsday smacks shit, <laughs> smacks shit out of him. So Green Arrow is dead. If he can if he can kill Superman with a punch, of course, he can kill Green Arrow with one punch, you know. Uh, so basically, Pariah is trying to build the machine again. That's when Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman just like, uh-uh, we're going to stop you right now. You know, and then Dr. Multiverse shows up like, whoa, 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 Pariah is way more dangerous than you think he is. And as Pariah blasts him and one shots the Trinity with one hit. And that's when you get that crisis, you know, thing where Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman just like fade away. They skulls and shit, everything. They've been evaporated. One shot from this guy. You know, he's just like, I'm come to kill the multiverse and then I will be able to pay for my sins. Oh, he kills other Justice League members, too, you know. And I will pay for my sins. And Black Adam, like, no, you will die for your sins. And Black Adam tries to punch him. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, no, stop, man. You can't look. I am. I have survived a million multiverse deaths. I am not about to be punched by some false god. So he like take Black Adam up, and oh, and kills the Just League Incarnate also. Suppressor so Superman, Captain Carrot, Chinese Flash, all dead. You know. Uh, and then he tries to blast Shazam in the face. And like, and you'll be happy once I kill the multiverse. You got Shaz- uh, Black Adam going, sh- 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 Shazam. And then Shazam bolt comes out of nowhere, blasts Pariah and blasts, you know, uh, Black Adam away from him. So Black Adam is the last just member, league member to live. Uh, and I think Black Canary lives also, but I don't know. She didn't die. But anyway, we go to present day. Meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice, you know, uh, you got the just league members that are left. Detective Chimp, Naomi, Wally West, you know, and John shows up. John's just like, what, what happened to Just League? We hadn't heard from Just League. Where's my dad? You know, we haven't heard from him. And that's when they hear this loud boom, and you see Black Adam, and he goes, Thanos is coming, or some shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, Just League dead. So yeah, that's the book. So this is this is actually the uh <laughs> the first, like basically dark crisis issue zero. So this is just a prelude to Dark Crisis, you know. So we'll we'll see how it goes. So uh, overall, it was a cool book. Four to five, you know. I know we're supposed to be all emotionally upset like that because the Justice League died. Every single one of these fuckers have died like five times before. So why should we care this time? You know. So and uh, I thought I thought yeah. Death Metal was supposed to be like the no more crises after this. <laughs> well, this is right, but this is another crisis that's coming up, and it's like, 
okay, but I don't know why we, why do we need another crisis? Anti-crisis or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, this supposed to be anti-crisis, stop all crises, but now another crisis coming up, and why do we need another crisis? I don't know, but yeah, whatever. Just least did. Move on. Now you got Black Batman, you got Gay Superman, you got whatever. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, what, what you got next? Um, you doing Last Ronin? Uh, yeah. Did you read it? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll do Last Ronin. Yeah. Okay, I will do Alien number eleven. Q. 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 So Marvel took over Alien comics from Dark Horse. Alien and, Queen is a Disney princess now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're not have they haven't been bad. They don't they don't go quite as hard as the Dark Horse comics used to, but they try. They they give it their best. And um and yeah and the and the art is really cool. But I've been actually getting into the second story arc, where there's this like um religious cult, this like new wave religion on this other planet. This this planet of like 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 a commune this new religious commune on a planet and uh, a ship crash lands of course it's full of aliens and it infests the infests the commune they all start you know getting attacked and the the leader of the commune this this woman she's like the pastor or the reverend or whatever she leads her flock so to speak to to safety um along the way she figures out that her you know, her confidant that she was like, you know, ran the, the commune with, turns out he's a synthetic, he's a robot, he's an android. And that this was all big setup that, you know, that the, the company had, had um, you know, set this whole thing up and, you know, was going to like experiment on, you know, do, bring basically use the commune as experiment for the alien, you know, al- breed aliens. Um, so they escape. They're on. They're across the, on the other side of the planet. You know, there's another commune, uh, another uh, another sect or whatever of, of the same religious cult, and they they you know they're gonna go seek refuge there. They get over there, and they find um, you know some of the survivors there, and she's talking with the guy, and um, she's like you know he's like where's what's his name the her the, the the guy who turned out to be the android is just oh he turned out to be an android is oh mm-hmm. well come in here well you know yeah come inside get out of there come to safety it's just like hey you know i want you to cut your arm real quick and she gives him a knife like cut your arm i want to see what color your blood is because if it ain't red and it's white if you're bleeding milk then you're an android and he basically okay fine and then he ends up shooting her <laughs> It turns out she is. He was an android, and it's like again, it's a whole setup. He's been put there. They're yeah. They basically the government used this planet for this, this these religious nuts to go there to basically get harvested for the aliens. And um, so basically, like said, you know, okay, fine, but she doesn't die. She ends up, you know, surviving the gunshot wound and vowing, you know, revenge, and and she's gonna survive this, and you know. Meanwhile, her all her um, her her con what not the Congress, what are they called? Congregation, you know, they're uh, you know her all her church followers are in hot are in the hive, and the eggs are hatching, and the you know the the face huggers are coming out, and that's where the book ends. And she's like, "I vow to save my 
my flock or whatever. So yeah, I've been digging this this uh, this storyline. There's all these religious undertones and you know these existential questions about life and the meaning of life and the purpose of life. And then you got you know coming with this organism that's only that that's you know this parasite that lives off of you know other living beings and needs them to procreate. So there's all this you know the, again these this religious commentary going on between you know, organized religion and, you know, how, you know, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, uh, it, it sort of diminishes free thought and these aliens who, you know, are using other people to, or using other living things to, for their own survival, you know, so I'm digging it. And like I said, if you see this picture here, it's it's it, they go a little hard. Like I I was thought I you know these books can be a little light on gore at times, but every so often you get to see some cool shit like this. Yes, it's alien blood. It's not red, um, but sometimes you do see some gore. So I give it a four out of five. This story arc has not lost me yet. So pretty cool. Okay, on your recommendation, Eli, I might pick mm -hmm. this up on uh Marvel Unlimited just to catch yeah. up. With the first the first arc is okay. You know the first. One through six, you know, when, when they first picked it up, it's okay. You know, but this one, it's a brand new story. It's a brand new, you know, basically what Dark Horse did. Dark Horse just took, you know, alien stories and with different characters, basically a different story every, every arc. And it was different characters. The only thing consistent is the aliens and the, the, the company and all that. So, um, yeah, okay. but I've been digging this one. All right, so uh, next book I'm going to do actually is Amazing Spider-Man number one. Okay, I'll say I'll say last running for the for the last. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, like I said, they relaunched Spider-Man again because Spider-Man I think is celebrating his 60th anniversary this year, so they want this big blowout thing to happen. So they want to do Spider-Man and bring him back into it, and to celebrate Spider-Man coming back, they got my least favorite artist. John Romita Jr. to draw this, which I promised myself I would never. I, I I basically go out of my way to not read John Romita Jr. shit, but somehow he always is in shit. So drawing shit. So I have no choice but to read it because it's Spider Man. And Spider Man is supposed to be some kind of big thing coming up in these big crossovers. So if I don't read it, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So Marvel has me five the short and curlies once again. So here we go. <sighs> Uh, Spider-Man. Okay. Is it showing up? It ain't showed up yet. Anyway, what there we got? Is. There it is. If I showed up. Cool. All right. So that looks like with... Spider-Man to me, dude. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, I'll, I don't I'll know be why you shit on his art. So okay, much. I'll be on with you. This this didn't look that bad. The art wouldn't be bad, but some of that other shit, man, man, it, <laughs> it makes my yeah, eyes I... bleed. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was like, damn, I, I don't have any problem with John Romita Jr. I don't know. All right, let's let's get to this. Let's get to this story. All right, <laughs> okay. So John Romita Jr. here. Anyway, let's start off. What the book starts off when you've seen some previews of keeping up with it. That's wrong. We're outside of Pennsylvania. This huge crater that is explosion going on, and we see Spider Man in the center of the crater, holding a spider tracer or something like that. And he just six months later, they never explain what the fuck happened. We just move on. Just rush past that. Don't worry about that. He's talking to Aunt May. I get that. And mainly him and Aunt May are having some, some issues. She's like, look, Peter, you lied to me. We don't know what it is he lied about. 
He's just like, and she kicks him out. She's like, get the hell out of my house. I don't want to see you again. Aunt May tells him she don't want to see him again. <laughs> so whatever he did is fucked up, but we don't know what he did, you know. Um, and she's just like, look, man, I, I don't want to lie to you. He's like, then don't lie to me because everything you say, I'm believe you anyway. So just whatever lies you got, keep it to yourself and get the hell out of here. So there it is. So he's sitting there. He goes back to his apartment in Alphabet City. Uh, and he's waiting there by a bill collector from with a bill from McCarthy Medical Center saying, you got this hefty bill that you got to pay for it. You be calling my aunt, don't call my aunt anymore. Well, somebody got to pay for it. Well, like, don't worry about it. I'll find a way. So anyway, he gets there. And his old roommate from six months ago, Randy, is there waiting for him. And Randy's like, man, I ain't seen you in six months. I've been paying on his apartment while you ain't there. And I don't even live here anymore. And so and he's like, hey, Randy. They're like, hey, Randy, that's all you got? I mean, you fell off the face of the earth. You know, tell me where you're at. You, gotta, you know, I haven't seen what you've been. You're growing this beer. What the hell's going on? What's going on with Aunt May? Okay, let me be clear. What do you want, Randy? <laughs> That's what Peter tells her. He's like, well, damn, man. You're going to be like that. But anyway, remember my girlfriend six months ago, uh, Janice? Well, I asked her to marry me. And so, And I'm going to be traditional and ask her dad if she wants to, uh, if, if, if ask for a dad for a hand in marriage. But you know who her dad is. So all I need you to do, Pete, is to call my phone at 8 o'clock just to make sure no crazy shit is going on. That's all I need you to do. He's like, okay, bye, Randy. And that's it. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, close the door on him. And then he's like, Man, you ain't the same anymore, Pete. I don't even recognize you anymore. And that raggedy ass beard don't work anyway. You know, then he left, you know. Uh, and then he's about to call a uh, Mary Jane, but he doesn't, you know, so we'll know what's going on with that. Uh, and then he gets a phone call from Randy. We see the timeline Randy, like in January, Mars, Randy, like, man, what the hell? Where, where you at? You know, but he texts Randy. He, Randy texts his address of where he's going to be at eight o'clock. He was like, look, just call me just in case some shit happens because you know who Janice's uh, dad is and you know it's some serious shit. So if you don't come, it might be some crazy shit. And the next page we go to Janice's dad, Tombstone. And he's working out some some mob deal, you know, going on right now. And apparently Wilson Fisk's son, the Rose, is there. You know, they're trying to work out a deal, but the Rose didn't have any territory. And Tombstones are like, look, he's he's not the kingpin. I don't recognize him as the kingpin. He's just some snot-nosed brat. He's like, oh, I'm a snot-nosed brat. Okay. And as we crash to the door, and there's some mutant uh, gamma monster that put most of the door. And he's just like, uh, yes, I brought him back from the dead. He was like, yes. Because of the green door. He like, shut the fuck up about that green door. You know. <laughs> uh, and then he's just like, okay, now I got muscle and you got muscle. Now, are we going to handle this deal? And White Rabbit's like, oh, yeah, by the time we have some fun in here. She's like, uh-uh, chill. Chill, White Rabbit. I got this. You know. Uh, and basically, it's just like, uh, okay, look, White Rabbit. I want you to meet me at uh, 143rd and Malcolm in Harlem. And we'll tell the deal there. And if you don't make it there, then that's on you. But that's what we're going to do business. Plus, I got some business I got to handle around the town anyway. Uh, I have a dinner to meet. So you handle that shit, and we're done. Is there any more business? Okay, cool. We're done. So everybody leaves, and that's it. Um, and then we got – so Pete decides to shave his beard because Randy said this shit looks stupid. Uh, he's about to – and he's actually going to go to the dinner with Randy also. He's like, I'm going to go there. But before he goes there, uh, the human torch is there flying there. He's like, hold up, Pete. We got to talk. He's like, look, man, turn the heat down. He's like, man, if you were a real friend, you know I can't turn the heat down because Dr. Doom did some crazy shit to me. Uh, if he had me reading Dr. Uh, Fantastic Four, 
Human Torch slept with Dr. Doom's wife. So he cursed him to ne- he'd never turn his fire off. That's what's going on with that shit right now. Uh, so he's like, man, you stole from us and I can't to do that shit no more. So apparently Pete is pissed off the Fantastic Four, Aunt May, Mary Jane, his best friend. We don't know what it is. And Pete's just like, look, man, get the hell out of my face. And he leaves. He's like, look, I got time for this shit. I got I to gotta be somewhere, you know. So he goes there to the dinner or tries to go to the dinner. That's when Randy's sitting there talking to Tombstone. He's like, look, I know you're a businessman, but I got some business with you also. And look, uh, Janice wants to get married. So I want to ask for a hand in marriage. And that's when Tombstone just stops uh, cutting his food. He's like, look, where I'm from, people just take what they want. So how about you just do what you want to do anyway? And then you find out how I feel about it. And he's like, oh, I ain't mean that. You're like, calm down, man. I'm not going to do shit to you. Plus, I know your dad. Your dad stabbed me with a pitchfork one time, so I want to get on his bad side anyway. Uh, and so Pete looks and sees, okay, so Randy's cool. Nothing wrong with Randy. So I'm going to just take off. Right? So he take off. That's when he sees the white rabbit getting in with a bunch of goons. He's like, uh-oh, there's some shit. So he's Spider-Man. So like, oh, okay, that doesn't look that bad. Doesn't look that bad. <laughs> you know. Is it his shading? His cross no, no. shading or something? No, no, no. It, it's not that bad in this instance in this scenario you know uh but the thing is with that, Peter is, Parker, that is like he yeah. does have a distinct style he does know? have a distinct style so like it's a in this panel it's not that bad but the thing is now normally spider-man when he's trailing people he would like swing up and shit like that but since harlem didn't have those tall buildings he's got to ride on the car so he just sits on the car rides where he going and like i'll just take a load off so he gets where he's going and it's the meetup with you know with uh the red the red roses people you know uh and then what are they selling they're selling a goblin glider. And that's when Peter's just like, goblin glider? How much is it going for? Y'all got some miles on it? I might throw one up a little price in it too. So he just completely just gives away his position. It's like, Spider-Man, digger, get him. And that's when the spider is going off, but he don't know where the spider sister is at. And that's when, boom, he snatches through the car and just grabs him. And so he's about to get choked out. And he's like, I've got about six seconds before he chokes the life out of me. So he just snaps his fingers off. <laughs> and then throws it back to him. He's like, what you do that for? He's like, he's about to choke me. What am I supposed to do? You know? Uh, and that's when <clears throat> the uh Red Roses people, well, the Roses people about to run off with the Globin Guider, and White Rabbit is like, Hold up, you're not running off with my guy to kill everybody, shoot everything moving. That's when Spider Man dodges out the way, uh, Red Roses people jumps out the way, the Gamma Monster throws the car, and you know, he saves White Rabbit and some other people also, and then they they take off. So, Spider Man, and so Red Rose, uh, White, White Rabbit, too many names. White Rabbit tells Spider-Man, okay, you better go rescue Kareem. So he rescues Kareem before he blows up in the car himself. And he gets out of there, but he's and he's exact, he's too exhausted to chase after, you know, the uh gamma monster. But he tells White Rabbit, look, you stay right there. When I catch my breath, I'm gonna catch you too. Like, no, you're not. Police are coming and they want you just as bad as they want me. He's like, okay, cool, you're right. But before I leave, can I offer you some thwip thwip? Like, what's some thwip thwip? Thwip, thwip, you know, and then uh, webs her up to the car, you know, and the other dude that like tries to free her and his hands get stuck to the web. And like, oh, so you're going to tell me what, what happened to uh, the game of monster? He's like, well, fuck you. He's like, okay, but Spider Tracer, leave and decides to go chase after him. Can't find him. And he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to sleep. And he gets a phone call from Mary Jane. And Mary Jane pretty much says, don't call me again, lose my number. So what's that all about? We'll find out later. We go to Harlem. We got Tombstone, and he's been in candy basically just saying, like, Spider-Man fucked your whole deal up. You pissed off the Rose. He's like, I don't give a shit about the Rose. Who the fuck is the Rose? And so when he goes there and, and takes a drink, martini, he smells some shit. He's like, oh, shit. Boom. 
his house blows up. And it, then his the Rose's minions leave a rose. So he knows it was they know it was him. And coming out of the mansion, it's tombstone. <laughs> and he saves his cat. You know, is so he like, okay, this means war, you know. So we cut to Peter Parker, and this next page is boring because Peter Parker's life is boring. He has no job. He I mean is talking to him. He can't go to uh you know, he can't go to Mary Jane's house. So he just walks, and that's when Tombstone pulls up to him. He tells him, get in the car. You're like, you still cool with Spider-Man, right? You're like, yeah. Okay, good. I want you to send Spider-Man a message. Uh, That deal last night, he fucked it up, and he basically caused a war between me and the Rose. And I want to know that anybody that dies in that is on his head. And after I kill the Rose, I'm coming for him next. And that's when... uh. Peter just starts laughing. You're like, what you laughing at? You're like, you know, because Spider-Man just told me the other day, man, his life is boring right now. He's got nothing going on. But now the fact that you say you're coming for him, well, that gives him something to do. So he'll be waiting for you. And you're like, you're a weird-ass dude, Peter. Get the hell out of my car. And he kicks him out, and that's it. So he leaves, and it just turns out that he happens to be at Mary Jane's apartment. So he just walks off. Mary Jane sees him, doesn't say anything, and as we see some dude named Paul, yeah, Paul. And Paul's just like, oh, I hope you got time for your kids. Dun, dun, dun. Like, where the fuck that shit come from? And the end. Oh, and this thing ended with uh, Dr. Octopus getting kidnapped or some shit. Who cares? Yeah, so that's the book. Not bad. It was okay, I guess. Still, yeah. what was I say? What Spider Man's about? Amazing Spider Man number one just came out last week. Uh, yeah, just came Thanks out. Thanks for listening, book. Baraka. Yeah, uh, from Mortal Kombat. Oh, let me see. Yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat two. Uh, yeah, so the book was okay, I guess. Uh, Jamie's art wasn't it bad, I guess. He had a good, <laughs> he had a good inker. So the inker kind of saved the book. So. Will I stick with it? Yeah. No, but at least I had to know what's going on with this one. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I mean, I did enjoy the Mob War stuff, but I haven't read Spider Man in a while, so I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I yeah, mean, when you you open the book and like, what the hell's going on? Why, why is this big crater? Or what the hell happened? And well, that's the thing. Well, that's a, that's the thing. This is actually like a you can just don't know anything about Spider Man. Pick this book up because the crater they won't tell you till later on. That's supposed to be the hook, the stinger, to keep you reading. Okay. Yeah, because that never happened. But I, I so, didn't yeah. know. I didn't know who Randy was, and I don't know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Uh, well, I kind of, fig- I didn't know who Randy was by cat by contact clues. He must be Robbie Robertson's son. So yeah, yeah. I so guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I be, like, I'm, I'm just saying. I didn't know who. Yeah, I didn't know he was his roommate. I just don't know the status quo of Spider Man right now. So uh, I was just like, eh, you know. But I didn't. I, I thought the, you know, I thought the Tombstone stuff. You know, the mob war. Yeah. It's coming out. We're coming out of Devil's Reign. Wilson Fisk just, you know, skipped town, left his son in charge, and now there's a power play. You know that that I find that. And it would make sense that the established gangster wouldn't respect him. Like he's not just gonna walk in because your yeah. daddy said you in charge. No, don't. Yeah. The mob don't work that way. This ain't yeah. you know Goldman Sachs or some shit. You know? I'd rather see this play out in a Daredevil book, but sure, Spider Man's fine. True, <laughs> but remember this used to play out in the Spider Man book. First, before Daredevil yeah. became about that mob shit, so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like a back to basics in Spider Man, you know? basically. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Um, shit. Oh, am I doing 
Okay, you're doing you're doing Ronin, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, what else do I got? Um. Oh, I'll do the Godzilla. Yeah, I'm gonna Godzilla. say yeah, like a, a ton of shit. So yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out which. What am I doing? Um, Godzilla versus the Power Rangers, number two. Um, cool. So yeah, I'm I'm not a big Power Rangers fan. I mean, really not at all. I was like in college when this shit was the hit. When we I'm are old. not the target demographic. I, I was old when 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 y'all were playing with Power Rangers toys. I was like, you know, I, I you know, I was in college. I, I was an adult, <laughs> so I never really watched the show, you know. But I am aware of them. I know who the Power Rangers are. I know them. I I, I am know I know what they are as a concept. <laughs> so, um, and, but I am a fan of Godzilla. Yeah, I like Godzilla because I'm old. So this mm-hmm. is hey. Best of both worlds. We got Godzilla, giant kaiju, you know, versus a team that was inspired by, you know, Japanese kaiju shows. Um, so, yeah, uh, f- the storyline, who gives a shit, right? You know, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> they, they go to a different, you know, they go to a different, the multiverse. Everyone knows about the multiverses and shit. Power oh, Rangers go to another by mul- Thursday, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they go to, they, they go to the multiverse of chasing What's her name? Rita. Rita, the the villain Rita of Repulsa. the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah her mm-hmm. and all her gold, golden, golden lion Goldar, guys. Goldar, or whatever. All those, all her villains. That's, that's to... all the Power Rangers shit I know. That's it. So. Yeah, they go to another. They go to the Godzilla universe, where Godzilla is fighting the Exilians, which are you know villains from the movies, and they're basically controlling Godzilla to take over the Earth because they want you know Earth has the resources, blah, 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 blah. They're using giant monsters to destroy the earth and take it over. Um, Rita teams up with these aliens, the Exilians, and they just an excuse for them to fight. That's all you need. You know, who cares why they're fighting? We're just here to see them fight. Big giant monsters and big giant monster robots fighting each other. You know, last issue, the dragon Zord or whatever it was called, fought Godzilla, got its ass kicked, and they called in Tommy. Uh, the Green Ranger, yeah. The Green Ranger. He shows yeah. up and or the White Ranger, uh, depending on the continuity. Yeah, he 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 shows up and he's um and he's like he ends up getting captured by Rita. Who gives a shit? Anyways, Exilians call in Gigan, which is one of my favorite Godzilla monsters, Godzilla villains, you know, because he made him bleed. Yeah, this motherfucker made Godzilla bleed back in the day, and I was like, holy shit. He made Godzilla bleed. That's fucked up. So yeah, Gigan's always been one of my favorite Godzilla villains, and basically it's Gigan teaming up with Rita's giant monsters. She's got a bunch of giant monsters too, and they're all fighting. And the Power Rangers got their big giant Zords or whatever, and everybody's fighting. It's just big giant robots and monsters fighting, and that's all it is. And that's all I care about. You got Freddie Williams's. Uh, art which is dope he's always been doing these these dc or this crossover books he was doing the batman ninja turtle books or the he-man and dc books or whatever um and he's doing this power rangers and godzilla art's dope stupid fun i'm enjoying it and i don't even know who the power i barely know any power rangers shit so yeah four out of five cool okay all right, uh, next book I'm going to do is, oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and do TMT, La- The Last Ronin. This is the the the, the final book of this one, and we've been, I feel like we've been waiting forever for this book to come out. 
I know. It's it was like a year ago was the last. Damn near. And they just like, okay, we'll come up with it sometime in 2022. So it's finally here. Uh, for those that haven't been keeping up that don't know what this book is, this is supposed to be, in continuity terms, the last Ninja Turtle story, like period. They're all dead except for Michelangelo, and he's trying to get revenge on the last clan member, uh, basically like Shredder's grandson or son or some shit son, like that. Some, yeah. yeah, some shit like that. It's the last member. So last episode, they kill Baxter Stockman. That takes out like the robot mouses and shit like that. So now it's like the final assault on the things, on the people. So yeah, let's get to it. All right. So hold on, hold on. We got who's with me? Hey, Janae, I see you. I can't put your uh, notes up, but I see you. All right, so we're gonna talk about last. Yeah, I don't. Oh, you're gonna tell me why? But yeah, I'll, I, I'll tell I you why. Tell I, I I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell the public why, but I can tell you why. But I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we got Mikey there. He's sitting there deciding on what to do next, and he got all his dead brothers telling him. Why haven't you uh, taken out uh, Shredder's son yet? He was like, why haven't you stormed the base and stuff like that? He was like, the reason I can't do that because if I go there, I'm going to get my whole team killed. All those people that have helped me out, like April and her her daughter and shit like that. So I just can't rush in there and do it. You know, and they tell him, oh, you too weak to do it. You always been the worst turtle, the least trained turtle. That's why, you know, why we sacrifice ourselves. That's why you're just sitting here, you know, with the thumb up your ass trying to figure out what to do. He was like, okay, everybody stop talking. Now, when he does that, they disappear. They no longer talk yeah, to him. For, the, for those who don't know, this is all in his head. They're all dead, but he's still imagining. Right, he's he, like yeah. here imagining that they're hallucinating they're there. But when he yeah. says, stop talking to me, they're done. They don't come back again. So, yeah. So, it's just Mikey's just on his own. He writes in his journal. And he's journal. got all their weapons. That's pretty Yeah, cool. and he carries them all at one time, stuff like that, you know. Uh, and, and he's stronger than he's ever been before because like 15 years after they all died. So apparently each year they get stronger. So he's stronger than all of them combined by himself, you know, and he, and he walks out. He's like, I'm going to leave by myself. I'm going to leave my uh, Splinter's journal here and I'm going to go take out Hiroko Saki by myself. So nobody's going to get hurt. You know, meanwhile, they're causing rebellion and stuff like that. And since basically the, the cyborg robot policemen are on the road, now it's just riots all over the street and shit like that. You know, yeah. Casey's uh, Shredder's yeah. son or whoever is like, the leader this totalitarian leader of this future dystopian world and he's you know right you know, and he just got worried that, that back stockman is dead and he grabs a henchman and he does you know what you expect he cracks henchman's neck kills him you know you have failed me for the last time all this shit like that so he's dead like what the fuck y'all looking at yeah i killed a guy go go back to work you know get the system back online because i know that stinking mutant is going to come here and try to kill me so we got to make sure we're ready for him. So and bring me my armor. So apparently he has shredder armor of his own. We hadn't seen it yet, this, but we're gonna see it here. So now uh, Mikey is just looking at you know Oroko's tower, Hiroto's tower. He's like, yeah, I'm about to go in here. Uh, Casey, well, April's daughter Casey sees that they left the book, and she calls Mikey Sensei, and she's just like, where's where's you know where's Sensei? And April's like, I ain't seen him. He left. You know, you left. How'd you let him leave? And she breaks it off. And that's when she kind of like do the soap opera drama. You didn't tell me I was a mutant. You didn't tell me I had superpowers, stuff like that. Because apparently hanging around the turtles for so long made her and Casey, you know, whatever. She's got power. Okay. It, it, yeah. yeah so. it, me it, it messed with his sperm or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit. Yeah. So that's yeah. why she's got superpowers now. So anyway, Mikey sneak, sneaks into uh, Hiroto Saki's base. 
blows it up, which caused a distru- uh, distraction just enough in the sneak in, but the destruction was too too uh, explosive that Hiroto, okay, he's here. Let's get ready, you know. So well, he knows he's here. But the thing is, see, the last time Mikey tried to come here, he couldn't get past the guards because there was a whole bunch of robot mousers and cyborgs and shit like that. Now it's just regular-ass people, and this is what a super strong turtle after 40 years does to regular-ass people. <laughs> You know, miss me, make miss me that they were nothing to him. He everybody's a bunch of dead bodies, except for this one guy that's ready for him. So he tried, he takes him out pretty easily. You know, he uses him to uh kick the door open. And that's it. Once he gets in there, yeah, chops him in the neck. And once he gets in there, then he sees a bunch of old robot birds and shit like that. So apparently the only reason these robot birds are still here because they're like on a on a, a different network that wasn't connected to back to Stockman's network, so they can do that. And that's when this uh, big bird dragon robot shows up and Mikey kills him pretty easily also, you know. And like, okay, Hiroto, quit fucking around with these robots and ninjas and shit like that. Come out, fight me. Quit being a pussy. And he's like, okay, come on, fight me. He's like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. If, why, if you want to fight me so bad, why you waited 10 years to come kill me? Motherfucker's been 16 years. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. He like so he goes there. He like I'm gonna kill you and your mother. That's Karai, you know, uh, Shredder's daughter or wife. I, I forget which one. Uh, but anyway, he's like I'm gonna kill both of you. He's like who? Her? The only reason she's here because and reason she's in that stasis thing there because Raphael fucked her up when he died. You know, uh, but he's like her. I don't even care about her. Only reason I left her alive just out of spite. But you know what? I don't even need it anymore. So kills his own mother. She's dead deader than she was already you're like okay you ready you think i would just uh you're like okay yeah let's go ahead and fight so he's wearing a shredder outfit himself but it's like metallic alloy that just kind of like covers him it's like the shit. t-1000 the terminator you're like the t-1000, t-1000. <laughs> yeah kind of like that blades come out of nowhere he's like let's let's do this so they get to fighting meanwhile they sit by the whole building is coming apart because mikey had set explosive all over the place so they're fighting but the thing is that liquid metal he can't get past it you know, but he's like kicking the shit out of uh, Mikey right now, and then flips over him. And time for you to die, Hellspawn. You first, Mama's boy. You know, and then throws him out the building. The building blows up. They fall out. They both fall out the window. Uh, yeah, Casey doing some other shit. They keep falling, falling. Uh, and it, like he don't even care. He's fighting him on the way down. You know, like in the Matrix and shit like that. They fighting each other, and then they happen to land on a water tower. But Hiroko Saki just gets out of it. What? Shredder Jr. Look, I'm Shredder Jr. He gets out of it, no problem. He ain't even hurt. Meanwhile, Mikey is kind of fucked up. He like, oh, yeah, I need a second to breathe, you know, to get from that shit. But he's just coming for me. He like, he can't find a weakness in his armor, except for he sees a little thing that just happened right there. He's like, okay, it hit him a little bit, but it just recovers. It's liquid metal, so it just recovers. He's like, okay, that gives me a little bit of weakness. So he goes in there, he pulls out Raphael's side, and they go to work. But meanwhile, he's no match for him. He's just, oh, and Casey, uh, April's daughter, is trying to do the thing. And, yeah, Shredder is steady going at uh, Mikey. And he thinks he's got a plan to kind of, like, break his armor. So what he does, he takes a hit on purpose. But he puts a bomb in his hand. So the bomb blows up and leaves his hand exposed just for a second. That's when he stabs with the side. You're like, that's the best you can do with these weapons? You're just going to just poke me? stupid mutant so he breaks Raphael's side and oh yeah and his building completely blows up and shit like that but he looks at his building getting destroyed distracts him and then Mikey smacks him off the building 
you know, uh, where Casey shit. Yeah, he falls all the way to down to on Bleecker Street where Doctor Strange lives, and Mikey finds him and stabs him on the way down because he realized he he sees just enough opening to get him. You know, so he's like, okay, that should kill him. Uh, but and he's like, look, that's just enough. He's like, okay, look, I give you win. It's over. Mercy. You're like, oh, there ain't no mercy. No, you you forgot what this is. No, this is a fight to the death. You die. You're right. You're right. This is what it goes. And he slashes him in the gut. And it's enough that Mikey just runs away. He's like, okay, this dude's kicking my ass right now. I got to get the hell out of here. Smacks him in the face with Donatello's uh, bow. And then he gets away. The whole thing coming about. He uh, gets out of his Ronin arm and shit like that. Pats himself up before his guts bleed out of him. Uh, and the only weapon he got left is his nunchucks. He's like, okay, let's go. So he starts smacking the face with nunchucks and like that. He's actually doing some damage. He's actually going to work with those nunchucks. Uh, smacking them, beating them, smacking the hell out of them. Uh, but then when April had, you know, put the water, basically the whole sewer is being flooded. So they get flushed out. They get flushed out on the outskirts of the city. And that's what Michelangelo looked. That, that's what you deserve. Now you're on the outside of the city covered in shit you know no longer the hot top dog and i'm about to kill you right now so while he's doing it apparently uh shredder jr got another weapon where he's got like some kind of and just shocked the shit out of him you know and they both shock him and keep shocking him, keep shocking him, and then they fall into the the, the mud whatever and then hiroto wakes up he's dead assed up face down all this shit like that you know uh and and then that's when mikey finally okay i finally killed this guy but the damage he took was so tough he's bleeding out anyway you know that's when casey casey marie shows up she's like sensei you're like it's me uh and then she's like look i got you in this journal you got to teach me everything in this book you're like look i left the book for you for a reason read the book it'll teach you everything you need to know but the most important thing read the last page and i wrote that myself not for Splinter. It's no peace. That's the last page in the, in the book. Uh, and that's when uh, April shows up and sees Mikey. She's like, damn. So, you know what? This was way more sadder than the Just League getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> like eight of those motherfuckers, you know. Oh, well, oh the next part. The network. Yeah, the next scene, man. Kind of. Yeah. Got- and yeah. So he flatlines and he wakes up and he sees his brother brothers and he sees splinter and like come on we gotta go train you always been a week you've always been the slowest one work your ass up mike we gotta go so they're running and training stuff like that and he's slow he can barely catch up with them uh and that's when they uh that's when rocky no that's when casey shows up and casey also died yeah casey died too yeah, yeah so casey that's chilling with him you know and that's when splinter shows up because splinter dies splinter just chilling with him and it's just like you know what it smells like home the end so Mikey went home. He died, but he went home. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. But wait, there's more. So Case Marie is training, you know, with the, the uh, sandbag, and she just kicked shit out there like she's super strong and shit like that. He's just like, well, I'm tired. It's time to go get something to eat. Y'all hungry? And, you know, you know, uh, oh, what's that? Honeycut? I think it was Honeycut. Professor Honeycut? Yeah, I think uh, April is working on Professor Honeycut. Or whatever. Meanwhile, oh, Casey yeah. Marie, yeah, meanwhile, six, Casey uh, Marie, six, uh, blah, blah, blah. uh, Centur, not what's his name, Centur, not Centurion, what's his Tri- name? Tricerita or something, Utron, 
Fugitoid. That's his name. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I think she's trying to revive him. And meanwhile, Case yeah. Marie is looking and she said, Hey there, uh, y'all need to hurt him grow up because I got so much stuff to teach y'all. And what is she doing? She's putting mutagen in four turtles. So she's gonna raise these four turtles, and yeah, that's the book. And it said to be continued. to be ninjas. To be ninjas, because she's to going to train them ninja. to be ninjas. Yeah, because they're going to be teenage ninjas. So interesting. So she's going to be like the new Master Splinter to train these ninjas. So, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they're going to be Michelangelo 2.0 and Raphael 2.0 and all stuff like that. So I'm like, huh, yeah, pretty good. So honestly, pretty good book. Kind of predictable. I mean, it didn't throw you any loops or crazy like that. It ended exactly how you expected it to end. It just wrapped up the story. So overall, I give it a four out of five. I still love big, this. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a big action. It was just a big fight. It was the final showdown between Mikey and Shredder's son or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, which we knew which it we was saw coming, coming. So yeah. yeah we saw it coming. So. so it was cool to see that play out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean I liked and I kind of thought we all kind of knew that Mikey was gonna die at the end, but I still kind of wished he didn't. <laughs> you know? Right. Because I mean, it was uh, sad watching all of them die because each oh, issue yeah. Was a different saw, turtle dying. Yeah. We saw them all die. And that was that. I got to admit, and it that was, was a good punch then. every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, watching all our favorite turtles die. Um, yeah. But I got to say, like, when I, when Mike, Michelangelo finally passed away and then he went to the spirit world or wherever and he, you know, he reunites with his family, his brothers and Splinter and Casey and all that, I was hoping there's an old, one of the old, uh, you know, Mirage Studio comics where uh, Michelangelo goes back. I think it was like the based with that Turtles in Time movie was based on mm-hmm. where Michelangelo goes back to like feudal Japan and he fights a bunch of samurais and ninjas and, yeah. you know, and, and it, at the end of the comic, it turns out he was drawing it. It was just like he was drawing his own comic of his own story, pretending that, you know, he was in feudal Japan. So when yeah, that it was it was basically like their version of an Elseworlds story, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm reading that part, I'm like, "Oh, is Michael? Is this has this thing been a whole? Co- is this story just been a comic that Michelangelo was drawing?" And I was hoping that, that would have been that, that would have been a cop out. That would have been a cop out. It would have been, I but I was like, part of me was like, I don't want him to die. <laughs> right. You know I mean? I like, like he just made it up, and none of it matters. Like yeah. they're like, nah. Like that's how much this story touched me, you know. That's how much moving I felt. Like, oh man, it's like, is he? Oh, he is really dead. Oh man, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed this whole. I mean, it's what two years? When did this come out? Like, yeah, when is yeah, it was like two years ago when it first got out. Yeah, yeah, it was like our book of the year, like twenty of twenty twenty, and that was like only two <laughs> issues had come out or something. <laughs> right, because we were just waiting for, and it just take forever, and now it finally came out. So I'm like, damn, okay. Yeah, so go back and read it all in one volume now. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to kind of reread it to kind of catch up because I kind of forgot shit that happened. Like, oh yeah, they didn't kill uh Max Stock. Okay, yeah. So yeah. all right, so uh, what you got? Oh, I'm not gonna do Five Nights of the Joker or some shit like that. That's... Oh, you're not? Oh, okay. yeah. I, we we we've done. I feel like we've done enough books <laughs> for tonight. Okay, I might do it another well, night. Yeah. A, I think that's my last book. Then, like, like I yeah. Um, okay. I don't think I have. I think I'm booked out then. 
if we're not when doing we a, get a when we get a slower movie. week i'll do and you will probably both do like some neil adams books stuff like that yeah. like i said those books were awesome i want to go into detail and talk more about them but i don't really feel like that there is one more uh thing i want to talk about before we get out of here eli not that sure. but since we don't talk about music enough on here i do want to talk about some music on here uh, an album did drop this week that i want that i, I was enjoying and that was Zarface. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, that, it's awesome. Is it the not the one with the comic? Because I know they they released a a graphic novel. Um, they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's on. I think it's on their website right now. For those who don't know who Zarface is, first off, it's led by Inspector Deck of the Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. He's the main guy on it, and two other guys. I can't remember who these guys are. You know, I'm pretty sure uh, you know Eli. Whatever. Yeah, Esoteric and um, what's his name? Not Big L. LP? No, LP's in um LP's uh uh shit that other group. No, Esoteric. Yeah, I forget, yeah, the, yeah. I forget yeah. the DJ's name. I forget the DJ's name. But oh. um but yeah, it's yeah, I've been listening to these guys shit, since they first dropped in like 2012, 2013, so Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for this and yeah, the, it's it's nerdy it's nerd. It really rap. is. It's all kind of just nerd yeah. comic rap. So like that, even the cover of the book, like I said, is so I mean, yeah, it's a reference to Secret Wars 10, you yeah. know, and every reference. I'm going to just read some of the uh, names of the, the song titles on here. <laughs> You'll get a trip out of this. Let me see. Uh, what do we got here? The Zarlac Pit. <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> uh, Walk Through Walls. Splash Page. Uh, New Mutants. Zar uh, Wolfman. Like just weird <laughs> shit like that, man. This is like interesting shit. So yeah, it's just like nothing but like nerd puns. The whole sounds like that. Just rhyming. Like I said, Inter- Inspector Deck is like one of my favorite rappers already. Anyway, yeah. So you just hear this shit. Like we don't recommend a whole lot of music on this podcast, but go listen to it. People always complain about, oh, there ain't no good shit out there. There ain't no good music out there. There is music still out there. You got to look for it. You got to find it. It's not on the radio, but if you know to look, it's still people are still making shit. Cliff. Is Cliff listening? You gotta Cliff, listen to some Zarface. <laughs> listen to some Zarface, Cliff. I know you think everything sucks. Everything before 1995 sucks, but no, this is an awesome <laughs> album. You'll like this. This is album. just a throwback to that shit. It's just right. straight up it, old it, school. It feels it sounds like that, yeah. but it's new shit. You know that old boom bap, you know, beats and you know, yeah, and rhymes about geeky, nerdy shit, you know. And it's clever shit. It was some shit they were saying in my head. Like every, it's all it's just punchline at the punchline at the punchline. You're like, damn, this shit. I'm gonna go back and listen to it again after we if we finish. <laughs> we'll finish with yeah. this. So yeah, yeah, like Beat Street. Like he and if you like this, you, like and it's just comic book shit. It's like hip hop nerd anything. Like like you know, Inspector. You know how the Wu Tang gets down. They they reference everything. Beat Street Waymo spitting on my name. Like he's making reasons. You know, references to Beat Street, you know, Ramo spitting on my remember Ramo, the guy that died and spit was the tag the tag artist. Like he goes deep. They go like really deep into like nerdy 80s shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, we recommend this album. Yeah. Eli ain't heard it like, but Eli I already heard it know. Yet. I haven't heard it yet. I already know you're gonna like this album. I'm 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 yeah. going out on a limb. I bet money on it. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't I, I, if, if you don't like this album, album yeah. if you don't like this album, I will eat a taco. <laughs> from Taco Bell, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> all right, so yeah, follow us uh, next week. Of course, next week, Doctor Strange will come out, and yes, we're gonna be all over the news. The Goku and Superman, and you know, Batwoman shows up in the, in the movie. I, I whatever. 
don't spoil it. But when we talk about it, we will spoil it. I don't know if you're going to see Eli, <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil the shit of it. So I'm just letting you know now. So. I, I, I pretty much figured so. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't have my ticket yet, but yeah, I do. I'm going to try and see it, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. You know the ordeal. Yes, 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 yes. Official barbarian. Face puller. In case you were wondering. Hey, yo. Yes. Truly yours, I come off quicker than the groupie draws. My team see more G's than the Gucci store. Ground control of Major Tom, take your protein pills, put your helmets on, take shelter from the bombs. Our art show, SO my co-host. Apocalypto rap, your name is almost. Can't stop to shine like the sun in the sky. Your God, stay popping like the guns in the shot. Rebel eye, put the masses on. To conceal it, I'm a superhero. I put glasses on. Deck whack, boy, your facts are wrong. Your rap's like a sun shower. Your rain did and last for long, nah, I never fail, never sell, never tell, saw with the barrage, the track by 7L, make me wanna create chaos and mayhem, the flow rock the party, until we say hey well, face puller, aka Frankie Pulitzer, pull up in the Panama, ask you who the bull is for, just the feels of the unreal, and the real, that's the deal, so hermetically sealed, opponents kneel, get the loot out, pull the suit out, what the fuck is this shit, I came here for a proper shootout, stagnant heat runs deep within the streets, so Mombasa, satisfied out of shady on club, away from prior night, save casa. I use the windows and reflections, all the mirrors of the street. I'm deceptive on my feet, even more deceptive when I send a message on the beak of my battalion. It's moving like a dark stallion fleet, seven horsemen, walking up on my seven portion. I stick my foot up in your organs like they beat up Jordan's face puller. Nobody with his him. I cut your ear to chin, take your limbs, then I wear your skin. Yeah, I guess so. Look at that, and so enter the chat. I mean, enter the ring and put your head through the mat. You see what's up, you make a peanuts yelling gang. Where supreme rap scientists shine like they glare between lattices here. Strands, Thanos body slam their fans. Their fam never had a fair chance. It's like bear cans in Superman's bare hands. I crush, I switch it up while you in the same suit. Like a straight flush, A plus the grade. They call me Kenobi because they know me, but that's on the nose like Charles Oakley's Oakley's Okie Dokie. I'm an Anatolian shepherd on record. Check it. It's like Richard Deckett's all for the capture to prove that he shouldn't act a two-factor authenticated for you rated no i know it's not a word i just made it go play the slang i break the demo for respect and deck a face puller guess what they both hate it ain't it funny that you on the sack like a cow van noy fanboy even when i post nothing worked at japan droid i might torch him when recording one shot indiana jones taking out the chiral swordsman ah!